0: And I found that I just really struggled with kind of like that nine to five schedule of like, you need to be creative between these hours um, and things like that, which is really hard to do. Um, And so then I kind of started doing freelance design work where I could kind of still choose my own hours um, and work for a variety of different places, not just one, um, which really helped work that creative muscle.
1: I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real, relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small-town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Her Business Rocks. So glad you could be here today. I think you're really going to love this episode. Today I am talking with Naomi Dable. Naomi owns a business called Naomi Paper Company, where she creates and sells hand-lettered stationery and gifts. Her product line includes a yearly scripture calendar, note cards, stickers, tea towels, and more. Naomi also creates a yearly scripture lettering planner that combines organization, scripture encouragement, and hand lettering practice. Don't worry, we're going to talk more about this product because I love this idea. Naomi lives in Wisconsin with her husband, John, and her two little boys, and I am so excited to have her here today. Let's jump right in. Hi, Naomi. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, Heidi. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in because I know that um, you have a busy schedule. You have two <laughs> little boys and um, it's mm-hmm. nice when you can have, I know a couple of days a week, you have some, some help with the kids while you work. So we'll jump mm-hmm. right in. Um, tell us a little bit about your business. Um, so you have your own, um, I don't know, do you call it graphic design? Do you call it hand lettering? It's kind of a combination of all of them. But tell us about right. it and, and when you got started.
0: Right, so I guess I would normally call it a stationary line um, that is all hand lettered and designed by me. So it's hand lettered, stationary, and other small gifts like tea towels, notepads, pens, stickers, lots of fun stuff um, that all feature my hand lettering. And the main goal is to help people share the beauty of God's word through it. So much of my work is focused on scripture, trying to use verses that maybe are less commonly known um, and use other sentiments that just are really meaningful. And I kind of pair my lettering with that to kind of enhance that meaning and share that beauty with people
1: yeah your work is is beautiful i carry a lot of the products actually in my um, little boutique i have and we'll get into some of those products in a little bit but i love um, some of the creative thought behind the different lines you have how often do you work on the business or do you have set hours or tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you
0: Right. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to answer if it's like full time or not. Because yeah, like you said, I stay home with my kids full time. Um, and then I also do this. But this is like my only income producing work that I do. So in a sense, yes. Um, but I probably only work like five to 15 hours a week currently. So my kids Generally nap a couple hours each day, but as many moms know, that can be hit or miss. So I often use that time when I get it, um, and then I have a wonderful woman from my church who comes over, who's here right now, um, who comes and watches them for a few hours while I get some work done, and I really cherish that time where like I know I'm not going to be interrupted for a while, and I can really. Focus on some deep work. Um, And then I have some family nearby that will help watch the boys every once in a while when I'm in kind of a busy season. Um, And then generally, once a week, I'll work out with my husband, like a time to go leave and go work at a coffee shop for a little bit to get, um, again, some more focused work time. And we just try to be flexible. Like if it's a busy season with lots of deadlines, I might be doing that more often. And if not, then I'm really not working that many hours. Um, And so, yeah, it's nice to have that flexibility. It can be a challenge, but it is really nice to have that.
1: Right. Right. And you bring up a good point. I mean, I work from home as well and, and it's great working from home and you know, it feels like that's like the ultimate goal for a lot of people, but it's funny, like even working from home, you then you're like, well, I need to get out of the house. I need to go to a different environment for a while. So, I uh, also yeah, find exactly. myself at at Starbucks or co working places, whatever, just for a change of pace. And it's amazing the the focus you can get when you just get out of your regular environment and go somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right, I'm with exactly. you on that. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about um, hand lettering. How did you learn that? Or did have you just naturally been been good at it as something you enjoyed as a kid? Or how did you learn how to do that?
0: Um, Yeah, great question. So I feel like at the time when I was starting to do lettering, there weren't, like right now, there's kind of like some online courses you can take on how to do it. Um, And maybe even in some colleges, there's classes on it. Um, But that wasn't really a thing when I first started lettering. Um, So I was really just self-taught, practicing, looking at other inspiration, um, and just practicing and practicing, making lots of mistakes. Um, But, you know, I would share it along the way. And even with those mistakes, people would still really love it and be encouraged by it. Um, so yeah, I went to school for graphic design, which is very much computer focused. And Partway through that, I was like, I'm really missing this kind of handmade side of art, um, but I still love like fonts and type and things like that that are in graphic design. And then when I found lettering, I was like, wow, this really combines those two loves. Um, And so I started to get really into it. and obviously, when you're lettering, you need to have like quotes and words to write to be able to practice. And so sometimes that can be the hardest part like, okay, what words or quote or whatever am I going to letter? And often on Pinterest, you would just see a lot of like the same quotes or the same Bible verses and things like that. And so that was when I started to really open my own Bible more to look for like, okay, what are some other verses that people haven't done that I can use to practice my lettering with, Um, and then the more I was lettering, I'd be like, oh, here's this new style I want to try. Let me go into my Bible and try to find a verse that kind of matches that, and then as I'm reading, I find a verse, I want to letter this. It was just really this cool back-and-forth way of being in God's Word and growing in my lettering skills. that really grew over time, um, which is a lot of fun and really cool. But I made a lot of um, lettering mistakes along the way that I know people now who have like kind of those resources of do's and don'ts maybe don't have. But it was cool to see even sharing this imperfect work, how much it could encourage people along the way.
1: I have um, dabbled in hand lettering myself. It was hard for me because I tend to be a perfectionist. Right. And so if I can't get it right from the beginning, I'm like, Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. And so I'll put it away for a while. And then after a while I'll be like, gosh, I really miss that. Cause I do, I love the art of, of handwriting and, um, I have very, very neat penmanship. I get a lot of compliments on it. And I always thought what's something I could do that I could, that I could earn money from, from my handwriting and stuff. So I go back and forth to it now and then, but Nothing that's, that's a business, but it is a definite learned art.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Lots of, lots of practice. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all worth it.
1: Did you always want to have your own stationary or product based business or was that something you just kind of stumbled into?
0: Um, a little bit of both. I knew I always wanted a career in the arts somehow. Um, And I think both my parents, I mean, they've always been supportive, but they were very happy when I found graphic design, um, (laughs) as it can be (laughs) a job where, you know, you actually get benefits for and a salary and things like that. Um, But then I quickly I had an internship um, at a really great company, um, Christian based company and everything. And, where I thought I would probably work for a ministry or a church or something like that full time. And I found that I just really struggled with kind of like that nine to five schedule of like, yeah. you need to be creative between these hours yeah. um, and things like that, which is really hard to do. Um, and so then I kind of started doing freelance design work where I could kind of still choose my own hours um, and work for a variety of different places, not just one Um it really helped work that creative muscle, and this was kind of when I was still in college. Um, and then my college they had an art gallery, and there was an art show coming up where it was gonna it was called Art and Faith. So different artists of all different faiths and how their faith and um, informs their artwork. And I was selected. I was the only student artist in it, which is really cool. Um, and I was chosen to help represent the Christian faith. Um, I think it was me and one other. And at the time I was only doing lettering on Instagram. And at the time, Instagram was only squares. You could only post squares. So all of my pieces were squares. Um, and so I found a place to print out my Instagram pieces and I framed them. Um, and had them at this gallery. And I actually sold a couple there, which is really cool. And then people kept asking me, do you have an Etsy? Do you have an Etsy? And I was like, nope, but I can do that. <laughs> and so I <laughs> quickly went home and um, made an Etsy shop and put up some of the pieces that I had. Um, and at the start, I mean, it was so so slow, like one or two sales a month. It was very much the products were a side thing for my freelance work. Um, And then just over time, I realized how much I loved just making my own work and kind of not necessarily having to have it meet someone else's standards, per se, and that I could really just dive into where my creativity was calling. Um, And then, yeah, after I had my first son um, a few years later, kind of into the business, uh, that's when I decided to pretty much cut out all freelance and most custom work and just focus solely on growing this um, product-based business, which has been really great.
1: Mm. Yeah, it sounds like it was the right fit at the right time. um, Right. And I love how you started the Etsy shop and you kept that going as a base, even though it wasn't a lot of sales, right? You had people Mm -hmm. who who were asking for it, so you gave the people what they wanted, so they had that option. And then when you were ready, then grew it. Where do you get inspirations for your design? Now, I know a lot of it's scripture based, but like, let's talk about the artwork that you draw to go with um, a lot of your, your lettering. So do you, do you draw um, freehand? Do you draw on the computer? Tell us a little bit about the inspiration and how you bring it to life.
0: Yeah, so I used to do everything pen and paper, lettering, and then I would just scan it in um, and use the skills, my graphic design skills that I learned in college to help digitize everything. Um, And then the last few years, I got into using an iPad, which has been very nice. Um, But there are times where I still want it to have like an even more handmade look, and I still will go back to pen and paper. Um, But yeah, I get a lot of inspiration. I mean, I love finding like vintage books and vintage illustrations and vintage lettering, you know, back when graphic design basically was all done by hand. You'll find just really amazing lettering and typography in there to draw inspiration from. Um, And then obviously, you know, Pinterest and people I follow and things like that. Um, But, you know, you do have to be careful that you are, you know, inspired but not copying and there can be kind of a fine line there and it can be a little bit of a challenge so um so actually on Instagram I try to not really follow that many hand lettering artists I follow a lot of other like painters and watercolor Mm -hmm. artists and things like that where I'm still like being creatively inspired but since it's in kind of a different realm I'm able to take that inspiration and kind of translate it um into my own work in a little bit of a different way Mm, that makes I sense. like that.
1: That's a good way to do it because they always say, yeah, be inspired, but yeah, don't copy, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's hard once you see something and you're inspired by it. You're like, oh, I love that. I like, I like how they did that. And then you have that in your head and it's hard mm-hmm. to separate it and, and make, make it your own at the same time.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Do you feel like you have to know how to draw to be successful at a, at, at a business like yours, or is it something that you can learn?
0: Um, I mean, you certainly can learn. I mean, sometimes I say lettering is more about drawing than it is about having good handwriting, depending on the style that you're doing. So sometimes lettering gets mixed up with calligraphy. Calligraphy is kind of, you know, swoopy cursive, and you use certain types of pens and brushes. Um, And I do some of that. But then I also do lettering, which I would say is more drawing letters. So it's kind of Yeah, making a picture and starting from scratch, but using letters as the primary subject, if that makes sense. Um, But I will say that having my graphic design skills has been extremely helpful in being able to turn my lettering and my artwork into like physical products. Like greeting cards and notepads and things like that. to Know how to format files, how to, you know, add my logo on there, and how to size things properly and the correct resolution and things like that. So I feel like the lettering and the artwork itself is easily to is very easy to be self taught in um, over time and practice. Um, but then, kind of this more nitty gritty work of actually taking that and putting it on something tangible um, can take a little bit more graphic design skills, which you can either learn yourself or you can hire out to a lot of people do that as well. But it's been nice to have, I guess, both those skills and has helped me grow and do a lot of things myself from the start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's jump into talking about a couple of big projects you do each year. Um, I know that you do the hymns calendar, um, the calendar is a yearly project as well as you now have a lettering scripture planner. Give us a little insight into the business behind it. Like how, how early in the year do you start, um, working on those? And, and because it's easy to be like, oh, new calendars are coming out in October, but you've been working on it since January you know, it, it's, it's a lot of, um, behind the scenes. So talk a little bit about those big projects you do.
0: Right. Yeah. These are definitely the biggest projects that I do all year and spend a lot of time on. So the artwork that I make in the calendar, I often try to repurpose that artwork for lots of other products too Um, so it becomes a pretty big project and I always wish that I was finishing these things earlier Um, so (laughs) but the last couple years I've been like finishing the design work in July um, or August and then I usually launch them in the fall and then obviously like mine are yearly planners so they don't start till January of the following year but yeah that's at least like a good you know six to eight months before it's going to be used that your design It, um, which can be a challenge, especially I feel like so I do a scripture calendar every year. Last year, my theme or for 2023, the theme was hymns. And so each year I pick a different theme to work with. And I try to really, you know, decide that theme through a lot of like prayer and through my own personal Bible reading and what I'm seeing going on in the world and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to be like, well, I don't know what people are going to need a whole <laughs> year from now. Um, but, <laughs> but I do just, I just try to trust the Lord and what I feel like the verses and themes that he's drawing me to and kind of where I'm feeling inspired at the time. And it's been really cool to see how the Lord has used, you know, what I thought, I don't know if this is going to be helpful to anyone a year from now and to see how really Mm -hmm. powerful um, it has been, which is really cool. Um, So yeah, I do the calendar and I've designed it so that um, each piece of art in there that you can cut out and frame um, so that way you can, it can live on and that the calendar has more value than just um, what you use it for that year. You can either frame it for your own use, or you can use these as Christmas gifts and
1: birthday gifts and things like that throughout the year. I love that repurposing. Yes. <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then how long have you had the planner? When did you start that?
0: Yeah, this will be, I think, my fourth year doing the planner uh, for 2024. Um, and my third year in kind of this new format with this hardcover. Um, that's like beautiful linen cover and gold foil stamping mm-hmm. on it and it everything. It is beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Um, I, the My friends and family who are close to me know that this is actually like my least profitable product. It costs so much to make. um, And there's so much room for error. There's so many pages, like there's so many uh, spots where you could miss a date or mess up a verse or things like that. Um, But it's definitely just something where I have felt um, is it's like my baby. It's the most like precious and I feel like meaningful product that we make. So each day in it, um, for those who aren't familiar with it, um, you can, it has a Bible reading in there each day as you're Um, just doing your daily planning that way if you would like to read the Bible in a year it's just right there to remind you Um, and it's a reading plan that has you read both Old and New Testament each day so you kind of aren't being like bogged down in the Old Testament for super long for the main part of the year which I feel like is often why people end up quitting Um, and then each week there's a little piece of lettering that people can trace that comes from those readings so you can practice lettering, you can meditate on that verse, hopefully work to memorize it um, and then each month has a big traceable lettering that matches the artwork that's in our calendar. So if you get both, like you really are gonna be able to hopefully memorize those verses, um, and it just has been really cool to see how people have used the planner in creative ways that I didn't expect them to. And to hear from so many people, like I finally read through my whole Bible for the first time in my life because of this planner. And that just means the world. And so yeah, each year as I'm looking at like, oh my gosh, this costs so much to make. And I'm like, but I know that <laughs> it is worth it and ultimately um, is doing a lot of good. So, it's, so yeah, I keep on making it and yeah, I love that product.
1: I do too. It's so it's so great to have that encouragement. And I love that you you can also work on your hand lettering with it. Okay. I'm organizing, organizing mm-hmm. my life, which is typical of of planners, but then I love that there's a part where you can be creative and write that and, and draw that out. So love that. I'm gonna be buying one this next year.
0: Thank you. Because yeah, one thing that I hear from people a lot is, you know, yeah I could never letter. They enjoy seeing my lettering. They're like, I could never do that. Um, And I always talk about how it helps me like meditate on verses and memorize them. And people are like, that's great, but I can't do that. Um, So making it traceable where you still get to have that benefit of doing it without needing to be like, I'm good or bad at it or things like that, which is really fun.
1: Yes. Now you include the tracing paper in there. So um, how'd you work that out with a printer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's not actually tracing paper in there, but for those lettering pieces, it's just printed in a lighter ink. That way you can use kind of whatever um, type of writing tool that you want over it. But it was challenging to find a paper that was thick enough where I, I could trust that if someone used a marker or something like that, it wasn't going to bleed through too much. Um, and but that it still was good for writing and didn't make the planner too bulky and things like that. So it was a lot of trial and error and testing out different samples and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um the car project you've been working on this year. It's been really fun to follow that on Instagram. And I I feel like myself included, um, really gotten out of the habit of like sending actual mail, right? Putting a stamp mm-hmm. on something and sending it in the mail. But you've kind of developed this um, encouragement and almost like initiative uh, this year, just showing how it can be such an encouragement to send people actual cards in the mail. And it, of course, that that's one of the products you sell, but showing people um, not only how how you send them, but which cards you're sending each month and what you're writing in them. And, um, I love this because a a lot of the time it's like, well, I don't know what to say. What am I saying for encouragement? So I think it's super helpful that you're also giving ideas of what you could write inside. So what, what gave you this idea to let's send a certain number of cards a month and, and kind of develop this project.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. So last year I I read the Bible in a year, and each day I was sharing um, a little piece of lettering that I did from that day's reading, and I was obviously following the plan in our planner and things like that. So it was kind of showing how that was possible to do that and also use this product. And then I kind of had this realization coming into the next year where I knew I wasn't going to be doing the Bible in a year, but I still wanted to share something to encourage people. And I kind of realized I almost never send my own cards or any cards at all for someone who makes them. And I was like, this is kind of sad. Um, And so towards the end of uh, the prior year, I had sent a few out to people. And I didn't expect to hear back from them or anything or to hear a thank you you know you do it just to be thoughtful but each of them responded and were like I received this at just the right moment like your words are so encouraging I've put it on my fridge to remind me of these things and like of the message on the card and things like that and I was like wow, this is like, really impactful. Um, and it's something that I should do more of. And I know it's something that holds other people back from buying cards, first of all, and then sometimes they buy them and they don't know what, like who to send them to or what to write in them. Um, and sometimes you can find some prompts. And I think is nice to get going, but sometimes it's nice to see like, okay, what did someone actually write inside of it? Um, And how can I utilize that in my own cards? So yeah, I set out this year to write and send at least one card each week to someone. Um, And then so yeah, I share which card that is. And then I take a picture or I type out like almost exactly what I wrote inside it, obviously sparing the privacy of whoever I sent it to. Um, But I know that it's been really helpful to people. um, And I feel like it's taken a lot of the guesswork out of this really powerful way to love other people.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome. It's really fun to watch. And it also helps hold you accountable, you know, like, here's what I did this month. And, and yeah, I think it reminds people because months run away from you. Some months just blend into all the next and the next. And before you know it, three months have gone by. So um, I just think that's a really, really neat thing. Because there is just something about getting handwritten encouragement. That's really, it's more encouraging to me. A lot of times than than a note by email. And those are great too, but this is someone took that extra moment to write something to you. So
0: Yes, exactly. Like I know some people will keep emails that were like they'll put them in a folder or something like that i guess i've never really been one to do that but yeah when when someone sends me a meaningful card like i have a drawer where i keep those and i look back at from time to time and it's just such a powerful encouragement and something tangible that someone can really hold on to which is really cool
1: right right okay so you um you don't have a physical shop location you sell all of your items online um But are there any ways you've partnered with other local small businesses? Um, I know I've seen a couple of things on Instagram. So tell us how you work, how you have have worked it out for um, even just lowering some shipping costs for some local people.
0: Yeah. So I first, I guess maybe the first ways that I kind of started partnering with local companies was through wholesale and consignment of some of my products where I could mm-hmm. you know, tell local people, well, if you're looking for this product, you can go buy it from that store. Um, and then yeah. uh, since a lot of my customer base started locally, I'd often have people asking if they could come pick up their order. Um, and, you know, we just weren't really comfortable having strangers come to our house at certain random times of day and things yeah. like that, and just handing out our address. Um, and so mm-hmm. There's this local company, um, local coffee shop near me that I go to all the time and I've gotten to know the owners a little bit and I just asked them, you know, would it be okay if I offered free local pickup here? Um, And yeah, they were perfectly fine with that. They have a little shelf that they weren't doing much with. And so then whenever I get an order that comes in, people can choose local pickup. um, And so then it's free for them and I drop it off at that coffee shop. And then I guess I don't know for sure, but my hope is obviously that as people are coming to pick up their orders, that they're also getting something from the coffee shop. To. Um yeah. So it's kind of like a win-win for each of us, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, ingenuity of like, okay, how am I going to make this work? And and partnering with someone else to helpfully help help their business while also meeting your customers' needs.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's been a really fun partnership. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that to anyone if you are struggling with figuring out, you know, how could I offer that if there are any local businesses that you think might be open to that.
1: Mm hmm. Awesome. Great idea. Um, okay, before we wrap up here, um, is there anything exciting or anything in the works for Naomi Paper Co? Um, any, any big dreams for the future? <laughs>
0: Um, Well, right now I'm wrapping up work on our 2024 calendar and planner, which should be available in October of this year. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And it's, you know, it takes up a lot of my time. So those are kind of my babies right now. Um, And then, I mean, yeah, on a larger scale, I am working to hopefully grow my wholesale business, more of that, getting my work into more stores. Um, And someday I would love to have my own shop and everything. Um, Yeah. I always say my dream is to have a little coffee shop. That's also paired with a gift shop and things like that. So someday we hope.
1: (laughs) Right. Keep dreaming. That's a great dream. And I Mm -hmm. will come. I will come. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Naomi. Um, and we hope you all have enjoyed this episode and into a little bit of Naomi's life as a stationary designer and also while being a busy stay at home mom, it can be done. So friends, thanks for tuning in today. We hope you're inspired by what you heard, whether you have a small business of your own or you're dreaming of starting one, we all start somewhere. You don't have to know everything and you can do what seems impossible. So if you don't already follow Naomi, you can follow her at her website, which is naomipaperco.com. You can sign up for her emails there. promise she won't spam you, um, but you'll get notified (laughs) of new product releases when she has sales and other fun projects going on. So. You can also follow Naomi on Instagram at Naomi Paper Co. So we hope you do that. She posts lots of fun things there. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you back here next time on Her Business Rocks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit HerBusinessRocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.